Hi everyone, and welcome to the place where we discuss all things communication. This is Guide to Awesomeness, powered by Coldwell Banker, Ronan Realty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Guide to Awesomeness. I'm joined by a sales representative with Coldwell Banker Ronan Realty, Angela Rossi. Angela is an accomplished, well-established agent here within the area, and she's uh, won international awards in sales value since uh, 2018. Most recently, she received the 30 Under 30 Award. She was the only Canadian this year out of over 100,000 independent real estate professionals in 40 countries and territories. Angela, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Just before we get started here, I want, wanted to give you the opportunity to sort of share your story of how you kind of got into real estate, where you came from, how things sort of started out for you. My story is a little bit quite long. The thing about it is that I actually came to Canada as a foreigner. When I first came, I actually didn't know a drop of English. So I'm actually from Syria and I came when I was nine years old. I didn't know how to speak any English. Uh, I had to learn everything from scratch, but that was part of my adventure. And then we lived in Richmond Hill when we first came here. We moved from Richmond Hill to North Richmond Hill and then from Richmond Hill to Newmarket, Newmarket to Sharon. And then uh, after I got married, I moved into Bolton. It was in the transition that I was living in Newmarket and I just met my husband that I started thinking about getting into real estate. My sister's been pushing me to go into real estate since I graduated high school. She always told me this would be I feel that she could see me striving in. And, you know, when you're a kid, houses don't aren't appealing to you, right? No, of course not. <laughs> so uh, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, no, I don't think that's right. And, you know, I, I had to go through my own adventure. Like I tried all different types of industries. I went into retail clothing. I went into food industry. I tried so many different things. The last one I ended up landing on that I was enjoying it. And it was a great job was telecommunication. I ended up getting high up, got management. I never enjoyed the politics of of being underneath somebody. It's always like, somebody needed to judge you. And if you knew somebody, you'd you'd continue getting the ranking. You didn't. So I got to a point in my life that I was like, I want to be my own boss, but I love working with people. I don't want to be behind a computer and, and I want to be out there and I want to be speaking to people. Yep. So my sister, again, she ended up with, she was like, you know, I, I really think you'd be good at real estate. And, you know, now I'm a little bit older. Now houses are appealing to me because, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get into that. So I researched it. I went, uh, I, there was some, a couple of agents that I knew. And I was like, do you mind if I come with you? Like, just shadow you. And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Go ahead. Do it. And then I went. I saw exactly how it worked. And I, I loved it. From the minute I watched it, I loved it. And I was like, you know what? I should have listened to my sister a long time ago. <laughs> So that's when I decided to enroll. Uh, I spoke to my boyfriend, now my husband at that time. He's like, I think you'd be great. Like, go do it. So I was working full time, signed up for the course and went on my way. Because I was working full time, I couldn't do the course as fast as I would have wanted to. But it's OK. 
it got me to where I needed to be now. So I completed the course in about eight, 15 to 18 months. I'm not sure exactly how much. And then when I got into it, my uh, father-in-law knew Mark. And that's how I got introduced to the brokerage. But I didn't want to just go to one brokerage and, and sign up with that one brokerage and go. I wanted to feel out all the other brokerages. So I went, I talked to a whole bunch of different brokerages. The one thing that I found is that I met Sarah when I came for my interview. Mm-hmm. And the the one thing that stood out to me on this brokerage as opposed to the other ones was that it was more personable. Every single interview I sat there and I said, listen, I'm new to the industry. When you're new to the industry, you don't feel confident. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you study, you know your stuff, but you, you don't have the confidence yep. yet. It's impossible to have the confidence right off the bat. So I, I, in every single interview, I sat there and I said, what is your training process? And everybody's telling me, oh, yeah, we have some, you know, big groups, seminars, things like that. And I was like, that's great. But what are you going to do for me? Like, how are you going to train me as opposed to, you know, the thousand agents that you guys have? So I sat there and I said, would you be willing for me to shadow you? Would you be willing to, to take me on? And they were, Sarah was the only one who was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll shadow you. Anything you need, I'm here for you. And that's what made me come into this brokerage. Sorry, I could ramble no, forever. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but that's a little bit about how I got into it, why I got into it, and why I picked this brokerage. And I, I like that you've got that experience of, and, you know, of, of moving a lot. And I know we've talked about this before when we were working together. We talked a lot about that idea, the fact, you know, you, you have that experience of doing all this traveling and moving. And so you, you have that, uh, that side of empathy and understanding of when people are doing that. And I think that's great that you found an industry that you actually have experience to tie into. Definitely moving is one of the hardest things and it's very stressful. I'm in the middle of trying to figure all that out, fixing up a house and moving right now. We actually just ended up, we're now the next few days staying with, uh, in-laws so that that way we can get everything done, get out of where we are and get things moved. And it's, it's difficult. It's tough. It's stressful. But you, again, with that experience, you know what it's like and you know how to, how to help people and how to talk them through everything, which is great. The other thing I wanted to add with what you were saying, I read your, the article that was written uh, from Real Estate Magazine. And you talked about the idea when you were in that retail sales, you, know, you, were, you were outselling everybody else in your family and you were a kid. And I think that really shows to the fact that you you know what you're talking about, even though you say you didn't necessarily have the confidence, but you had the skills already. It wasn't necessarily you, you just lacked the, the confidence in what you were saying, but I think you knew how to do what you were doing. Yeah, I've always been an outgoing person. Like I always could sit in front of everybody. And as long as they're communicating with me, I like feed off their energy, right? So for me, talking to people was never the hard part. It was more getting confident in what I was. Even when I first started with my mom's home decor stores, the first couple of times I tried to speak to somebody, you know, you're stuttering, you're like, "Uh, uh, I think this would look. And then as you keep practicing one after the other, it becomes natural. And then everybody you're coming in, they see a kid, they're like, oh my God, look at her. She's like talking as if she's an adult and, and she's giving me advice on decor and things like that. So yeah, it was, it was really funny, but I did. I outsold all my siblings in the store. Again, that, that just speaks to the, the skills that you have and the, the determination, I think, that you have in your business. 
And would you say that really that confidence was the most intimidating factor? Would you say that there are other things that were more intimidating when it came to building your business? When it came to building my business in real estate, I think the biggest fear and the biggest challenge for me was I'd never had a big sphere of influence here. So it was always like my parents and my sisters and brothers that are here. But the rest of my family is located in Sudbury. We have Windsor. We have Ottawa. None of my uh, extended family is here in Toronto. So the first thing they tell you is reach out to your sphere of influence. Well, I didn't really have a big sphere of influence. So my biggest fear and my biggest challenge was like, where am I going to get my business from? My brothers and sisters all had their houses already when I got into real estate. So I was like, okay, I'm like, this is what I have to figure out. And that's where I kind of leaned on the brokerage a little bit more. When I got into real estate, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to overcome this? Because I can't go to my sphere of influence. It's not there. So I reached out to every single agent. I reached out to Sarah. I reached out to everybody in my brokerage. And I said, listen, if there's anything you do not want to work with, rentals, buyers, whatever the case may be, you want me to host an open house? Whatever you don't want to do, give it to me. I'll take it. Like, I'll do anything. So that's how I started. I started off with, you know, agents that were busy. They had multiple listings. They said, listen, I have to be at this open house. Can you do this open house for me? Yeah, for sure. I didn't care how far I needed to drive. Some of the places I went to were over an hour away from my house. I just needed to get out there and get in front of people. So that's what I did. I took every single thing that came my way. I took every single rental, whether it was challenging, whether they had good credit, bad credit. And I was like, okay, how am I going to get this deal done? Did I get every single deal done? No. Of course not. Some cases are absolutely impossible, but every single person that I worked with taught me a lesson. And every single person told me, okay, well, if it's like this, this is how you do it to do this, this, this. It made me confident. And then I started getting the confidence that I didn't have from not having the training, right? And then that's when everything fell into place. You, you know, you do one after the other, and it's almost like a ball. You start yourself rolling, and as long as you start getting on a downhill, you can go. And the ball will continue, continue going until you hit a wall. And you do, you do. You go, 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 and then you hit a wall. And then you got to overcome that next obstacle. The one thing I find about this industry is it's not easy. It, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. I'm like, I'm doing super great right now. And I reach a point and I have those days that I hit a wall. And I'm like, okay, and like, get out of your head, go back to your basics. You know, you did this once, you can do this again. And, and don't feel, don't feel proud. Don't feel like, you know, just because you're doing well, you know, you can't ask for business because you get to the point you're like, OK, before I used to ask for agents for open houses and things like that. Am I going to do that now? You know, you're at the point that you, people look at you. They want to shadow you. They want to learn from you. Is this right to do this? And you're in your head. You just got to get out of your head. Yeah, that's that's the biggest advice that I can give people. And, and that was my biggest challenge. And that's how I overcame it. That's great. Right. And I think any not just in real estate, but I think any business can really 
you know, learn from that concept of, you know, getting out of your own head and realizing that, okay, if, if you're, you know, you could be successful right now, but something could happen tomorrow and it might change things. So be prepared for the fact of knowing that you know what you're doing, be confident in what you're doing and continue to let that ball roll down the hill. That's right. And and it's all about people, right? If If you're a good person, you're there to look out for people's best interests. People feed off your vibe. I've always said, get me in front of people and I can win that listing presentation or I, I can win whatever the case may be. The reason why is I, I honestly genuinely care about people. So when I'm sitting across the table, I don't care whether I'm only earning $1,000 or I'm earning thirty dollars or $80,000, right? That number doesn't matter to me. Whoever is across the tables from me, I treat them the exact same. Doesn't matter if it's an expensive listing, a low listing, a rental. That's how I find that in my uh, business keeps growing because I don't treat anybody any different. Honestly, all I care about is helping them in the best way they can and making their life easier if, if I can. That's how I keep going. That's my motto, that honesty, trust, loyalty. That's what I stand for. And some people still hate it. And, and I think that's, that's why I'm, I'm successful in where I am today. And as you, I think you've kind of answered this already, but as you built your business and began to expand your network, did you have any doubts and what were they and kind of what was your process? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh God, <laughs> I can't sit here and tell you I didn't have any doubts at all because it wouldn't be the truth. There's honestly even doubts till this day, you know, it, it's, it's all about a battle of minds, you know, your brain is your best friend and your worst enemy. Yeah. But yeah, there was definitely challenges that as I'm growing my business, you know, you start hitting that wall that was like, okay, so I'm here now. How am I going to get to that next level? And, you know, everybody tells you, look at other agents that are successful and things like that. And one side you want to, you know, it's it, great for them. They're doing success. but when you're watching somebody that's really successful and you're not doing as well. As much as you want to, it's a little bit discouraging. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I've been sometimes where I scroll on agents that are doing absolutely amazing and and I follow them. And at first I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. I want to do this. Oh, this is awesome. And then their feeds keep coming up and, and you're not doing anything. And then it starts becoming discouraging. It flips. And that's all your mind playing games on you. So the way I'm expanding now is that I every single year I have a budget that I have for my marketing and expansion. So I say, OK, online leads are not working right now. What am I going to do different? So I'm actually in the middle of revamping my website into the I did the global luxury course and I'd like to get into the global luxury market. I've sold a couple of listings that are, are very and I find it's, it I do really well with them. I opened up my own staging business and I tie in staging into my real estate. So now I'm trying to expand on my website to be able to showcase where I am in, in my career, what I stand for. What I'm hoping now, and I'm hoping this ends up working, is that if I work on my website and I drive enough traffic to my website, the cold leads are great that you pay for, but I want the leads that I'm getting in online to see who I am, what I do, and want to actually genuinely talk to me. 
So the reason why I'm revamping my website and trying to make it as best as I possibly could is because I want the leads that come in through my website to not just be clicking on my website because they want exclusive listings or they want neighborhood, um, not neighborhood watch. That's actually a good one. I do have that on my website, but like homes under 500,000, like things that they don't want to talk to agents about. Mm -hmm. I want people that are clicking on my website and going through it to be like, okay, you know, she seems like she knows exactly what she's talking about. Look at her, what she's doing and look at her experience and look at her reviews. I want to talk to this agent. I genuinely, here's my information, call me, I will have a conversation with you. And that's where I'm heading. So every single year, I set a budget and I try different things. What works, I continue doing. What doesn't work, I accept the loss and I uh, move on to the next one. I just don't stop doing nothing. You know, I don't sit on my house and, and say, okay, well, this is not working, that's not working. Oh, well, too bad, I don't, I don't want to do anything. So... Obviously, my greatest um, success has been through referrals mm -hmm. and being able to use my um, coworkers and friends and things like that from from people that referred me. Refer referrals are definitely number one. Y you'll have the easiest time getting uh, listings and helping buyers from referrals because everybody trusts who their friend trusts, right? But that can't be your only source, especially at the beginning. You, you have to figure out other ways that you could get in front of more people so more people can refer you. Eventually, you can, you can go off just referrals, but you can't do it now. So that's what I do every single year. Budget, try different things, talk to different people, move on. And once again, I, I love how you, know, you, you talk about these things in obviously with a real estate background and mindset, but all of this stuff can work with anybody, right? You, you sit down and you look at the ideas of, okay, what's working, what isn't, where can, where can we change, where can we adapt? And even again, talking about referrals and leads, like any business has referrals, whether you're selling toothbrushes or you're selling, or you're, you're there to uh, have a business that works in systems for offices, right? There's always referrals. There's always that idea of having, you know, a network of people and a, and a sphere of influence and all of that information is always going to be there. And all of those people are always going to be there. So having a proper database for it, having a website that, again, like you said, shows what you can offer mm -hmm. and shows why you need to be the one right there talking to them and helping them is what, what any business can succeed with. Correct. What would you say growth looks like to you? It's a little bit more of a deeper question, but I want to know what your process is around growth. So where I stand in terms of where I want to go and where do I become, I always said I want to be successful and I'm going to be successful, but I'm not going to ruin or compromise on anything related to family. So I said, I want to grow. I want to become successful. I don't want to lose my family in the process. So in terms of what I believe growth is, I believe growth is comfortable. You know, I believe growth is where you need to get to that you're successful and you're making enough in your money that your family's comfortable, your marriage is comfortable, you're not compromising work and family balance. I'm right now at the point where I'm what's considered successful and I don't look at it as a value dollar. I look at it as how many people did I help? How many people did I make their life easier? And where that got me and where that got me is where I need to be. I want to grow more. I want to help more. I want people to see 
uh, my truth, honesty, and ethics, and and that will come. So my versions of success has nothing to do with value. It has to do with what I'm doing in my life and how I am with my family. In the end, I think most people do process that way. As as human beings, I think we're we're in tune with that idea most. Don't get me wrong; there are some people who it's you know they're in it for the money, but I think there's there's this idea that we want to have and feel that we're providing value, right? It's not just about, okay, we've made the dollar. It's about, you know, being there for people and helping people in that, that idea of what empathy really means. And, you know, all these things that we've, we've talked about on so many other episodes of the podcast. And I think it's great once again, that, you know, you're an example of how everything that we've talked about before works, how it actually makes sense. You have to be knowledgeable, right? In order to be able to help people, you have to know what they're looking for, what they want, where they want to be. And you almost have to guide them because some person might think, okay, I want to be there and I want to do this, but realistically what's good for them is doing this and this. So you have to be knowledgeable and you have to continue your education. You have to continue meeting people. You have to continue to prosper. And you do that by continuing to learn and helping people. You you have to step back sometimes and say, okay, this is what I'm helping. This is what their goal. This is what they want. This is what they need. Where is the right spot? And sometimes they might not see that that's the right spot. But by the end, if you guide them the right way and you give them advice where you're not overstepping, but, you know, the understanding, they will get to a point that they see exactly, oh, no, she's right. This is where I'm supposed to be. And it's how you present it, how you say it and how you guide them to that road. It doesn't have to be on the first listing. It could be on the 10th, 15th, 30th, whatever. Who cares how long it takes them to get there as long as you help them get there. And that's how I measure my success. I measure my success in in how many people I help. And speaking back to that idea of of advice, I mean, I know we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast before we recorded. You said, you know, this was one you were kind of struggling with, but what is the best piece of advice that you'd ever received? Or what would you say is is something that you carry with you? So an idea or a concept that you've read or heard or anything that you find always you try and stay true to? Never giving up. I tried to stay true to never giving up as much as possible. And when I first started, I was like, how am I going to compete with these big guys that's been in the market for 30, 20, 40, 50 years? And someone sat there and they told me, what makes you different? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, what makes me different? Okay, I'll sit there. I'm like, well, I love talking to people. Uh, I love helping people. Uh, But why does that make me different? And bottom line is the only thing that makes me different is me. So what makes me different than the person that's been there for 30, 40, 50 years? I'm going to work my ass off, excuse my French, uh, to get them exactly what they need. And I'm going to have the time and I'm going to do it myself. And I'm going to devote my my time and effort into them. That's what's going to make me different than those people that have been there for 30, 40 years that have a team behind them that sometimes you're not getting the same person over and over again. When you call me, you're getting me. And it will always be me. Even if I expand and get a team behind me, my phone will always be on and you, you want to reach me, you will get me. So that was, that was the best advice. Never give up and don't believe that anybody's different than who you are. You could be better. You could be worse. Doesn't matter. You be you. 
You know, at the end of the day, you are your own person. You make your own success. The only way to truly make yourself successful is to be yourself. And if you're good, other people will follow. I like that. And again, it ties in really nicely with a lot of the stuff we talked about before, right? Being your best self is a true idea of what awesomeness is. And I think that's why when I approached you, Angela, to be on this, I knew like right from the get go, I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. <laughs> I know she's going to be able to tell us a great story. It's going to be in depth. It's going to be like really there's heart behind what you're saying. And I think that's what's important. Really, I just like to ask again, when you're communicating with people, it sounds like you don't you don't change who you are. And I think that's really key. And I, I really like that idea that, you know, you it doesn't matter whether it's the the guy that walks in the office, he, he just lost his rental and he's got to find a new space to the the multi multimillionaire who's looking to buy another, you know, condo somewhere. It doesn't matter because it it's it's about you. It's about who you are and and what you can obviously offer your clients. hundred percent. Listen, if a person wants to work with me, they need to work with me because they like me and they see my value. I don't need to change myself for anybody. It doesn't matter if it's a $4 million listing or, or a $1,000 rental. At the end is, is the only way that you're going to get referred is by showing who you are. And if you show up at a meeting and you're one way one day and you're another day another day, people see that. People see right through lies, right? And you can never keep up a lie for a long period of time. If you ever find your, not unless you repeat the lie over, over and over again to the point that you're believing it in your own head, you will stutter and you will alter every time you lie. So why do it? At the end of the day, if somebody likes you, they see your knowledge, you don't need to do it. Stay true to yourself. Know your stuff. You know, take the time, take courses, educate, but never, never change who you are. And people will work for you because of who you are. And the people that don't, you don't need it. You need to work with people that you get along with. People start hating their job because they have to cater to people that they don't get along with and they don't have to do it. Why do you have to do that to yourself? If you're, you stay who you are no matter what, then the people that like you will work with you and the people that don't, so what? That means what? You're missing, you're losing a little bit of business, so what? You're going to gain in 10, 15 years, double that business, if not triple or, or fourth, with people that you enjoy working with. Exactly. That's what I'm here for. I want to work with you. I like you. You want to work with me? No problem. <laughs> Before we go, I'd like to ask three questions that I ask all of our guests here. So what is something you do or use to ensure that you're always striving to work productively? I try to use my phone planner as much as possible because if it doesn't go into my planner, I forget it. Thousand things are running in a day and you need your planner. God, I need my planner so badly. <laughs> so that's something I definitely do use to, to try to keep on track. Now I have so many different emails and things like that. So I'm trying to figure out how to like merge them all together to go into my calendar so it moves smoothly. But yeah, definitely planner is a must. Whether you want to use a book and you handwrite or you need it on your phone. I tried the handwritten book. It doesn't work for me, unfortunately. If I don't pick it up and check it, it I need something that tings yep. and rings. I was like, hey, listen, you need to be there. And I was like, okay, yeah, gotta go. So yeah, planner number one. What is one habit that has transformed your life? Oh, that's a very good question. I think the best habit that transformed my life is uh, somebody gave me this advice when I when I got married, and I I love it. 
I, I can't remember who told me that, but I really want to go and hug them. <laughs> they told me, listen, sit back, take a breath and look around. And so I made my office into having all my awards, all my achievements and everything. And when I feel overwhelmed and overstressed, I sit back, I breathe. And I look around and that's like a habit I got into anytime I'm overwhelmed or stressed or anything like that. It helps me kind of calm down. It helps me bring me back into my space. So that's something that's a habit that I kind of picked up since I got married mm -hmm. and was like, oh, my God, I love this thing. I want to share it with everybody. So now anybody that everybody gets married, I'm like, listen, in your reception, sit back, take a look around, breathe and look at what you've done. <laughs> For sure. Last question again, this is one where we find some people either it comes to them instantly or sometimes it takes a little while to figure it out. If you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness, what would the title be? Ooh, okay. Stay true and be honest. Stay true and be honest. <laughs> I like that. And I think it ties in really nicely with everything that we've talked about, right? That idea of being being true to yourself and being real and accepting who you are and not worrying about what other people want you to be. Because if you're true to who you are, you'll generate business and sort of create that sphere of of people that of the like-minded. Yeah. Listen, I, I, to, I told other realtors that I've gone in there, if you're following somebody that is discouraging you, unfollow them. You don't need anybody that's bringing any negativity to your life. You don't need to worry about what they're doing. Worry about your, what you're doing. Focus, go straight, and you'll get there. Perfect. I love this, Angela. This has been great talking with you. Before we go, I'd love to give you an opportunity just to share any information that you would like on how people can get in touch with you, find out more about your story, everything like that. I mean, I know there is the Real Estate Magazine article. Those of you that have not read it yet, be sure to read it because it's, it's an awesome story about Angela and how she you know, developed her business and how she got this award and how, how business is continuing to grow for her. Thank you. Uh, you guys can reach out to me anytime. My name is Angela Rossi. Phone number is 647-988-7688. You can also reach me on my email at Angela at aperfecthome.ca. And you can visit my website anytime. It's uh, www.aperfecthome.ca. Thank you again, Angela. No problem. It was my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date with the awesome people and awesome things we talk about. This is Jonah reminding you to be awesome today and be even more tomorrow.